Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is how our emotions and our experiences can limit or expand us. It's also a reminder that it is our birthright to choose whether to shrink or to shine. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? I am super pumped because I love short stories and stories in general. Um, when I was writing this podcast, I immediately connected the dots and it took me to the ugly duckling. Have you ever heard the story of the ugly duckling? Because today's topic is completely related to it. Uh, I think that story is such a true reflection of reality. So let me summarize it just in case you don't remember it. And I'm going to ask you to uh, draw parallels between the story's allegories and your own life. So as you listen to me, try to see the points of coincidence between your life and the ugly duckling story. You're going to see, you're going to say, oh, look, I never thought about that like something that had happened in my life. So, once upon a time, a mama duck was very happy contemplating how her chubby ducklings were born. The last duckling, though, took long to come out of his egg. When he finally poked his head out of the egg, his horrified mother told him to go away. She said, you are ugly, weak, and you're an imposter. There's no way you belong to this family. The duckling was so sad that in his state he couldn't even make friends. After wandering on his own, a farmer invited him to stay with her, and for the first time the duckling felt accepted. Unfortunately, the farmer was using him she was fattening the, the duckling to eat him later. When the duckling realized this, he ran away feeling terrified, exhausted. He arrived at a pond where he saw some attractive and unique ducks, ducks he had never seen in his entire life, which was very short. But anyways, the duckling was very afraid of being rejected, so he softly asked the ducks in the pond whether he could dive in the water too. The eldest was surprised and he welcomed him saying that of course he could, after all he was one of them. But as the duckling didn't believe him, the old duck invited him to look at himself in the crystal clear waters. The duckling discovered that he was really a swan just like the rest of the group. With the confidence he felt after discovering himself for the first time, he happily joined the flock. Ah, oh, don't tell me this is not wise. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have so much to talk about from this 
beautiful story, children's story. The story moves me to the core even today because I too have felt inadequate, inadequate, ugly, physically clumsy, that was a big one, not very good at math, unattractive, not popular and rejected. I too, like the ugly duckling, bought into the story that I was an imposter. And I'm sure you also were led to believe that you were flawed in some areas. I'm not saying people told you you were a disaster in every aspect of your life, but they probably, you know, pointed out some things you were, you were not good at or you were supposed to be different. And so think about all the interactions with your family or education in your education or your personal experiences that made you believe that. And I can bet you've also felt how these perceived imperfections weighed you down and that you tried to hide them in some way in order to survive. We have all coped in the way the ugly duckling did. He moved on feeling anxious and insecure. Remember he wandered for a long time on his own? He didn't pause to truly contemplate himself. Why? For fear of what he was going to find. He was discouraged. He didn't claim his rights or his power because he had unconsciously granted them to those who neglected and bullied him. We can spend a lifetime avoiding and covering up what makes us feel self-conscious, hurt or traumatized. We can end up living on autopilot to avoid feeling what others told us directly or indirectly. Think of all the times you were told or made to believe that you weren't and complete or fill it out by yourself. You weren't plim, plim, plim enough. You weren't smart enough, you weren't pretty enough, you weren't funny enough, you weren't smart enough, you weren't slender enough, you weren't muscular enough, etc, etc, etc. And how that made you feel at soul level. It's a lot. It's a lot for any child or adolescent. An, an adult, or whatever age. But especially, I think, when we are children and adolescents, because we are too young to have that on our shoulders. So most likely, those words people told you and those interactions you had have made you buy those ideas about yourself as absolute certainties. And there is something wonderful that I have learned in mindfulness and I want to share it with you because it's helped me so much. And that is that because I feel that something is real, it doesn't make it true. I can feel clumsy when doing sports and I can feel that that is very real. But I have to ask myself, is that true? Is that so? Because those questions will help me observe reality with greater equanimity. And when I manage to calm myself down, I can see who I really am as the duckling that was not ugly, but the swan. And I can honestly share with you that I grew up with teachers, trainers and relatives who told me that the sports were not my thing. 
I suffered when I met my friends because they usually started playing volleyball or table tennis or anything which involved a ball. And I was terrified of being discovered. And what did I do? I used some defense mechanisms to survive that, obviously. So I was extra nice, extra pleasant, funny. I was quite hysterical, to be honest. And I did the impossible to hide with a trembling heart. And I have to pause because it still hurts what was happening to me inside. And the problem is that by doing things to cover up who I was in reality, I disconnected from my essence. I disconnected from my needs, my values, and my internal compass. You can, you know, uh, starve yourself and lose the the extra pounds you've got. You can, you know, uh, climb the career ladder. Um, you, you can sacrifice to have everything under control. You can do anything in your power to achieve that that you think you are lacking. But if you are doing that for external reasons, for external validation, then you're going to disconnect from yourself, from your truest self, from your innermost self. So the emotional work I did on myself regarding uh, many things, but including this topic about sports, brought me to Tai Chi, to yoga, and to dance. And I was surprised to see myself dancing gracefully in a mirror. I still remember being in a contemporary uh, dance class. And, you know, I never looked at myself in the mirror. But one day I did. And I still remember that moment because I was doing it so beautifully. And I'm saying this humbly because after so many years of playing small, you know, I can finally say I'm good at dancing. And I finally understood with my work, that I have never paid attention to the rules of sports because they bore me. I found sports with bulls very boring. And I enjoy, and I am very good, at other physical activities without so many rules and which are more playful and which involve, you know, being with others but not on a competitive level. So the way to wake up from the trance is by challenging the thoughts that tell us that we lack what it takes to enjoy and feel fulfilled in love, friendship, study, work, hobbies, and so much more. And did you know that in Zen, they say that we have two minds? And this is super interesting and it's something I agree completely because it gives us a lot of clarity. So, we have the mind that thinks and the mind that observes. The mind that thinks is the mind that, you know, uh, makes us get into negative loops. So when the mind that thinks, fears, suffers or obsesses about things, it cannot see the truth. In that stage, your focus and your energy will go to all the negative and terrible things that may happen to you. But we are much more than our thoughts. That's good. We are the ones who experience the thoughts. We are the ones who create the thoughts, who have them and who feel them. 
So when we develop the mind that observes our experience, that observes our inner realm, that observes what we need, that observes our interactions, etc., without judging ourselves, we can get out of our negative loop and reactivity. Unlike the ugly duckling, we can discover that we have unlimited potential beauty and grace. I hope you liked this article. This is the first part of uh, a two-part series that I'm planning to deliver on this because I could talk about this subject for hours, you know. So I will be developing these ideas in more detail uh, in the next podcast. Let me know if that is any particular topic that has come out that you would like me to um, develop. And if you know someone who would benefit from today's reflection, forward this to them and encourage them to subscribe. This is the best way to help one another. It is so easy and it is just, you know, a simple, uh, you know, pressing one button. And by pressing one button, we are helping another so this is so important we also appreciate your recommendation and evaluation on any of the platforms you are listening to us you might be listening to us on my website georginahudson.net apple podcasts or spotify georgina hudson transformational coach and your evaluation your recommendation your forwarding this material encourages us to continue offering this free material to reach more and more hearts and to do it like this for free every week. Thank you and till next week.